Welcome to ReChurch. I'm Marshall Fant, the Director of Church Consulting and Strategic Planning for Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. My purpose is to encourage pastors and church leaders as you refocus, renew, and revitalize your churches. We've established this podcast to offer practical tips and suggestions as you equip disciples to make disciples. On this episode of ReChurch, we'll be talking about the importance of your website. I have Justin Murphy with us. Justin, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and kind of how you were led into the media world. Sure. Well, my name is Justin Murphy. I'm the creative director of Your Creative People. We're an agency that does advertising communication in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, been doing this for about 20 years. And one of the things that we get, get the privilege of doing is working with ministries. Um, part of my background, I actually have a, um, a theology degree okay. from seminary. And so I really have a heart to help ministries as well as businesses in how they communicate. So this is really communicating what God is doing through their ministries. And this is your passion and Absolutely. your desire. All right. So expand uh, on the topic of this episode this is the Web page. I mean, the inevitable um, tool every church has to have, uh, but so often we as pastors overlook really the big picture. So on this episode, we want to talk through, I want you to elaborate, because uh, as a pastor, I think of budgets, I think of, okay, who's going to update the webpage. I really don't think of what it's telling my community about my church. Mm-hmm. So Justin, talk to us about that, if you would. Absolutely. So the website is the first place that people in your community will go to learn about you. It is where they will go probably either if they drive by your church and are inquiring of what type of church or what you believe, they'll go to your site. Or if they hear your name in the community, maybe it's a coworker that goes there um, at their workplace, they'll check out your site. And so a lot of it is driven by curiosity but what, what churches actually need to know is that when visitors go to their website, which they will, so before they walk in your door, they will most certainly have already been on your website, learned about you, and spent a little time there, potentially listen to your messages as well. Um, before that happens, before they walk in your, in your door, they're going to be essentially just learning about you and your ministry. So it's super important to give them a clear understanding of what your ministry is all about and who you are. Because as they perceive this website is the exact way they're going to perceive your ministry, your church, how you do church, how well you do church, or how poorly you do church. Yeah. So perception is really a key word in any type of communication. And we're really, when we talk about perception, we're, we're essentially talking about branding and your brand. So a lot of people think, and, and churches are no exception to this, but they think in terms of your brand as strictly visual. But really a brand is your perception of that organization. So in your case, it's an audience or your visitor's perception of your church. Well, how do they develop that perception? Well, they may see your logo on your sign as they drive by, uh, but they may also experience your brand and developer perception based on experience. For example, you know, let's just say they have a coworker that they eat lunch with every day, and they on the you know lunch hour they're talking and they find out, oh, this coworker goes to your church. Well, what that coworker communicates to this visitor about your church is just as important, if not more powerful, than just seeing your logo or your, or the visual side of your church. It will set a precedent in their mind and set an expectation 
and ultimately, going back to our word, set a perception of your ministry before that person ever walks through your door. So it's it's really important that your your church actually thinks holistically in terms of how is my brand, not just visual, how is my brand really communicating and what is it communicating to my community? So what is it communicating is just as important as how it's communicating. Agreed. Because it could be in the negative or it could be in the positive. Yeah. So that first experience, when they just, you know, in a search engine, just type the name of your church mm-hmm. or the pastor's name or yeah. whatever their key words they could remember. Yep. That impression they're going to have is setting the stage for everything else. Is that fair yes. to say? Yeah. And how we operate as humans is is we operate based on perception. Okay. So we make decisions based on how we feel about something or how we think about something, and that's our perception. So how we think about a church, you know, we have that that old phrase, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Well, that came into being because we do do that naturally, right? right? And so – we have to be mindful of what our church is communicating out there. And so just going back to the website, if you have as a ministry a website that's outdated, well, your visitor is going to, they're going to pick up on that. And they're going to actually shape their perception of you based on that. Or if you have a website that just looks horrible and, and look and feel is important, but it's not the ultimate. Right. The, the look and feel is important because they're going to get a perception based on that. And what I think is even more important than, than both of those things is what is your website communicating to them in its message? And the message that it's giving to that visitor is supposed to answer some key questions they're, they're coming to the site with. Like what? I mean, so uh, let's say I'm sitting down with you. I've got my key leaders in the church. Mm-hmm. And we're building a website from scratch. Okay, we're throwing the other one out. All right, so talk to our audience. Okay, so where is you as a marketing expert and as a born-again Christian want to give the right, you know, perception of what this ministry is trying to do? What are the questions you would ask us or what were the statements you would make to us? So converse with me a little bit about that. Yeah, the advice I would give pastors in working with a lot of them over the years uh, is to look at this as a conversation with your visitor. So if you're thinking, I want to attract someone in the community and I want to communicate something to them, you, you don't just sit down with someone and give them information, right? You sit down with someone and have a conversation. Right. Yeah, okay. So you have to so go. So how to, do you do that on the webpage? Yeah. So tell us. I mean, talk to us. How 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 do we how do we initiate that conversation with someone investigating, looking, seriously considering? Okay, our ministry is somewhere to visit. So talk to us about that. How how do you do that? So I think the important first step is to sit down and write out the questions that you think your community would have. And you prepare for them by writing answers that communicate with them. Now, is that going to vary by community? It will. Okay. Yeah. There's some some key foundational questions that people will have. Of course, who is the pastor? What is the service times? Where are you located? Those are universal, right? But there are other questions that might vary by community or vary by, you know, the type of ministry that you have. So, for example, if you are trying to have a ministry that ministers to other believers primarily— well, you're going to write your content and your messaging, and you're going to think of questions as it relates to that audience. Okay. So it's important to sit down and, and put yourself in the shoes of someone that would be in your community, who you're going to reach. I know, would it be fair to say that we could achieve, let's say we have those that, that God is drawing. Uh, maybe someone not brought up in a church may or not even be a Christian. So you would have part of it to interact, to converse with them. Right. 
as well as those that know the Lord and looking for a Bible-believing church, you also would want to, I mean, use your word to converse. You also want to design it to be able to converse with them as well. Is that fair to say? That's true. And, and so as you think in terms of that conversation that you're going to have with your visitor, uh, you're thinking in terms of, you know, someone that's not been brought up in a, in a church background, for example, they would come at terms like sanctification, justification, and say, what does that mean? Well, if you write just as you would speak in a sermon and you talk to your congregation in terms of, of sanctification or, or salvation in that, in that regard or justification, um, they're going to understand that. But people from the community may not understand that, especially if it's a community that doesn't have a lot of Bible-believing churches. And so you've got to think, well, I need to define those terms, not just put them out there. So that's part of helping in a conversation, because in a conversation, you have the opportunity to dialogue and read someone's body language and understand it. Do they understand those terms and, and fill in the gaps? But when you don't have someone physically sitting in front of you, you have to anticipate what your audience might question and help them by filling in those gaps, defining those terms, not trying to just you know, be, be theological, but being very clear and under, understandable and, of course, relatable. All right. So let's back up a step further. So someone's listening to us talk. They're listening to this and say, okay, that's great. I don't even know where to start. Okay, so talk to me a little bit. Uh, Your Creative People is a company here in Greenville, South Carolina. So there are companies like yours that can sit down and be a huge asset to a church and ministry. Is that true? I mean, this is what y'all do. Yes, it is. And we've been doing this for many years. What we have seen over those years is that there's a trend developing. And a lot of it is budget-driven. So what can I, as a pastor or as a church or as a deacon board, what can I get to to achieve a visual change on my website or my branding uh, for as few dollars as possible? Right. Uh, and, and you know, typically any other area in life, when we come at it with that mentality, it never works because you always get what you pay for. Now, it's important to spend those dollars because we have been stewarded those dollars from the Lord through people's gifts and, and their giving. And so that's important. And we don't want to minimize that. But it's also important to invest in something that's so important to reaching our community and servicing members. Because members will go in there on vacation or when they travel and listen to sermons like I do with our church. And, and they want to keep up, you know, and they want to be able to use that as a resource to look up people in the directory or give online as today is, is very popular. So all of those features are just as important to think about from a member side as your community. But in your community sense, one of the things that we notice is with pastors is they're trying to just get a visual refresh or redesign of their website because maybe it's outdated or they don't feel comfortable with it. But what they forget is that the packaging of your website is only one slice of your of oh, how it communicates. As a pastor, define packaging. Packaging of my website. Yeah. All right, so, un- so literally unpack the word packaging for us. Absolutely. So how your website looks and feels. Okay is only one part of how it communicates. And we're communicating to our members and our community. Yes. And maybe even former members. Yes. So we're communicating to a multi-level 
segment here, right? Yes, and your missionaries too. And our missionaries, support. okay. And and other pastors who might yeah. be um, invited to speak. So you're communicating to a broad audience. And so that's why it's really important to not just think of your website when you rebuild it in terms of the visual. You need to start by defining the personas. It's a, it's a marketing term that essentially means think about the different segments of who will go on your website. And we just define four or five. Think through what they need, what questions they'll have, and then write and architect your website around them. And a good website development firm um, will help you with that to a degree, but it really takes the expertise of a marketing communications firm to not just go the distance of building it or designing like, like a website development firm would, but to go the distance and say, okay, how do I communicate in its message, communicate in its look and feel, and really get the right people to my site? Because that's a whole nother ballgame. Right. It's not just building it, but a marketing firm will help you tap into the search engines. It will write your text on your website in a way that actually helps you show up in Google to help your community find you. And that's just as important. Those reasons are what a lot of web design and development companies actually miss. And that's why pastors who make an investment of several thousand dollars with those firms end up, you know, six months down the road saying, why isn't this working like I thought it would? And it's really because the audience wasn't the center of how it was built. They come at it with an angle of let's build a new site or let's make a site that looks better than the old one instead of, what is the audience I'm trying to target? How are they finding me? How can I help them find me? What message needs to be there and communicated? And then design and build the site around that. So we start at a different point. Okay. And, and as we do this, I mean, because this website's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It is my face to my community. Is Absolutely. That, isn't that fair to say? Absolutely. So not only, as you said, how it looks and feels, but the message contained in this web page targeting certain audiences, if I can use that word. Is that a fair word to yes, use? Yes, yes. And I love the word that you're talking about, to have a conversation with them. All right, so again, as a pastor, I'm sitting there, I'm overwhelmed. How would you address this? I've heard it said before. We have a member that's good with computers. We'll just let him build our website off of you know a basic package we can buy for you know, $500 and we're good to go. I mean, just give me, I, I know what I would say, but I want to hear it from your perspective on why churches don't want to waste that amount of money. Well, in those situations over the years, we've gotten a lot of churches that, you know, start off and they say, well, I'm considering you, but I have someone in my church who's offered to do it for free or cheap or any number of, of scenarios. And what I always tell them uh, is that, you need to think not in terms of what they're offering today, but how are you going to have a difficult conversation down the road if you want something different and they can't provide it? And it's a member of your church, so you automatically set yourselves up for a problem, potentially. And they're very well-meaning people that are in our churches that have certainly offered their skills up to the Lord to be used. But we found that the best use of their energy and talent is actually to help provide content or, you know, capture some different things instead of being the one responsible to build it, write it initially, and launch it. 
And the reason being is that we get, as an outsider, to provide that objectivity. You're paying us to do it, and so therefore, you can tell us the hard things. And as our client, we want to be respectful of you and build it the way you want. And so we're able to, to, to really have those hard conversations and be objective and provide a lot more than, than someone in your church would in, in that regard and, and really free you from the issue down the road. And there's really another one more factor that, that plays in. We think in terms of dollars, but, but at the end of the day, you know, we have a whole team here that works on a single site. And the reason it needs a team and not just one individual, so it's not like one person in your, in your church could do it all, because it takes the, the skills of someone that can write really well, someone that then could market really well, and generally they're different, somebody that can program real well, and they're certainly different than a writer, and then someone that can design really well, and that's different than a programmer, and then someone that also can then take and, and make you position well in search engines and get the word out. And so it takes all those five disciplines to make this actually work effectively, this website work for your ministry. And that's why one person, you know, could never do all five. All right. So let me just recap here. So we're talking with Justin Murphy, uh, your creative people in Greenville, South Carolina. So we want the church website. It, it brings people to the church. It connects people within the church. It connects people in the community to our church. And like you said, well, it connects people globally, whether our missionaries or someone just looking for a sermon on a particular topic or whatever. So, you know, in my era, okay, the Yellow Pages were big, all right? So we now know the Yellow Pages are really non-existent. All right, so we got to think that the web page is not simply a replacement for the yellow pages. All right, so I'm in my mid-60s, typical pastor. So just in summary, explain why the web page, if I can use the word advertising dollars, if I can use that, explain again why they must consider this an investment and not an expense. I've seen so many churches think about their website as oh, well, that's not in the budget or I never really planned on that when they spend, you know, $7 million on a new building or whatever the figure may be. Uh, and it just shows me the difference in value. So your website is the front door of helping a visitor in your community learn about you. It's so, so critical today. And that's receiving a pittance of funds, whereas your building, even your ongoing maintenance costs a lot more than you would spend on your site. So I think we have things reversed. Certainly we need yeah. buildings and facilities sure. that meet our needs, but your website is that front door. It's so critical. It's who you are. Yeah, it you, communicates. Can we say that? Your website mm -hmm. is really yeah. who, it's your perception in the community. Absolutely. And what I found is not only bringing people in, but once they get in, they stay connected Yep. Right? If your website's built properly. Yes, So it it's should. not only in the community, but it's connecting the people that are involved in your ministry with things like calendars and current activities, major events coming. Okay, right? So, right, all right, so in conclusion, what, what final comment is to wrap up our, our first segment of this, because we're going to do another podcast with you in a few minutes on, you know, the details of webpage. So at 30,000 feet, uh, a church that is, is not devoting, or let me put it this way, we know the importance of the right church staff. In other words, without the right staff, our church is not going to be, you know, the most we can be to affect our community for Christ. All right, so 
just just give me your heart on why the web page is more important is as important as staff it's as important as anything we do and it's a way we preach the gospel so just give us your passion here on the last few minutes yeah your website and we all know this to be true because we do it all of us no matter what age we are um, you know if we're looking up something today you know, we're going to check it out online first. Your audience will do that. The stats overwhelmingly prove that. And so if you think about the ideal in your community, you want someone to be curious, to learn about you, maybe through a coworker, you know, maybe through driving by, maybe through stopping by, who knows. But we want someone to learn about you, and instantly or within a short period of time, they will probably pull you up on their phone. Because that's the first place most of us go to check something out, no matter what it is. And so they'll do that with your church. And so you want to be found. If they Google you, you want to be found. For example, maybe they're moving into an area, into your community, and you want to attract new move-ins. Well, you have to put a lot of energy and effort into the search engines to make sure you're found for the type of church that you have. And so your person will probably, your visitor, will look you up online they will look you up most likely on their phone, and you want to anticipate those questions so that the experience that they have at your front door digitally will be just as impactful as and, and, and a great experience as walking in the doors of your services on Sunday, uh, Sunday morning. Because the expectation is set. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they can come in with a lot of fear. Or they can come in with a lot of confidence and, and saying, okay, this is the type of church from, from all that I've read and heard online that I think I want to be associated with and join, but I'm going to go and bring my family to experience it firsthand. And then that's where your website really drops them off, and the goal is to get them to come to a service. But a lot of pastors forget that their brand is just as important as far as the impact it has through everything that goes on in their services. So if you think about someone pulling up in their car, well, is it clearly marked where to go? Well, that indicates something about their brand. Sure. Does the ministry care about helping visitors have a seamless experience? When they walk in, is it friendly? Because what will happen is if it's not, those visitors won't come back. And it's not that they won't come back alone. That's a problem. But they'll probably tell five people is what the stats say. About the bad experience. About their bad experience. And so... What they're doing is they're shaping other people's perceptions about your brand. And they're actually creating, you know, a word of mouth, uh, you know, carrying on of that message about who you are, which is your brand. And so you have to think in terms of your brand's experience for a visitor that walks in your door from start to finish and anticipate what they might need, what they might think, what questions they might have. And that's just as important as your brand's visual appeal. And so you got to think really holistically about how you communicate with your community. All right, Justin, thanks for your time. This is great. And I trust that as we go into the next podcast that people tune back in to really hear about the key ingredients. But I really think you said it well, that the web page converses with the people that, that interact with it. So thank you so much. Again, Justin Murphy, Your Creative People. In Greenville, South Carolina, again, this is GFA Podcast ReChurch. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. You're listening to ReChurch, a podcast of Gospel Fellowship Association Missions. If you would like more information about our ministry or how we may assist you and your church, visit us at gfamissions.org slash consulting.